Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. This holiday season, it's all about the bedroom. And Casper's Black Friday sale has up to 30% off everything you need to make your bedroom your happy place. Only Casper mattresses are made with 86 supportive gel pods to align your spine and eliminate aches and pains. And Casper bed frames are made from the highest quality materials. Give the gift of a better bedroom. Save up to 30% during Casper's Black Friday sale on now at Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. See Casper.com slash terms for more details. Mark Fernandez back for Rule of Two. Yeah. There's a lot of talk. Everybody wants this Super Bowl Sunday to show an Episode 9 trailer. I don't think it's going to happen. You know why? Because Deadline just reported that it's not happening. I mean – Which sucks. This is this is uh, God. I always want to use that one Anakin line. This is unheard of in the history of the Jedi. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But this is unheard of in the history of Star Wars marketing. Like well, what? Is like it? what is going on with this thing? Right? Like, yeah. I mean, by now we're less than a year out. Mm-hmm. Okay, less than a year out. Is that fair to say? It's less than a year. Yeah. I yeah. mean, at this point, it's just mathematics. It's about eleven months out. Yeah, we're less than a year out. We don't know a name. For no the name. We we don't have any kind of teaser trailer. We don't have a title. We don't have a title. Yeah. Uh, I saw John Boyega today. Uh, somebody asked him how the movie ends, and he and he said. It fades to black and then the credits roll, which I thought was hilarious. And then Mark Hamill responded and said, hey, son, stop spoiling things. <laughs> right. Um, then there was another tweet that I saw, which was um, uh, somebody said they're bringing um, uh, uh, Billy D. Williams back. Yeah, Billy D. is back. Yeah, Billy we know D. That. is back. So we know that he's going to die. Oh, do you think he's going to die? I mean, it, it's just like, but that's the ongoing comedy now, right? If you bring back an old stalwart. They're going like, to die. They're going to die. Yeah. You know? Okay, but... With the exception of God bless her soul, the only person that actually <laughs> regrettably did pass away yeah. that they've kept on, you know? So they're going to have to address that somehow. Yeah. Um, but there's there's a lot of ongoing gags mm-hmm. about Star Wars these days, you know? Which actually, to me, gives me hope, mm. right? Because... Explain. Because um, the night is always darkest before the sunrise. Right. Right. I love that. And right now we're getting a lot. I mean, it's just like it's become it's become a kabuki theater. (laughs) It's it's pitch black out there. (laughs) I can't see in front of them. And they're grabbing something. Wait a minute. It's a trailer. No. Yep. No. It's a title. I think that's it. Wait a minute. Anthony Daniels just tweeted. He rapped C-3PO. Must what did he say? Dead. What you, like like you said that it was very heartfelt. It was a heartfelt tweet. I'll, I'll go there. Anthony Daniels uh, rapped C three PO, and I saw one response to it, and it's like, oh, C three PO dies. I was like, <laughs> Jesus, come on. Yeah. Do we? I mean, well, I mean, C three PO. It's it's. I mean, 3PO. like, if you're gonna kill C three PO, you got to kill them the way that T two went down 
uh, right? So a little thumb in the in the lava <laughs> as he's going down. Right. It's the only way to really kill him, right? You've got to put him in the lava. Look, maybe that ties into the other thing we were talking about. We are going to so talk look, about that. Before we, you know, before we go off, I, you know, there's a few little housekeeping things that I've got to set the record straight okay. on. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> as everybody knows, first of all, there's, a, there's one bit of good housekeeping that I really want to be clear on because people keep tweeting me about this. Mm. Um, the, there seems to be listeners that want to interact with the show, that want to ask us some questions. They're not 100% clear on how to do it. Mm. Somebody reached out to me. I was going to forward them over to you so you can tell them where to go. Okay. But Twitter forwards, I don't really know how that all necessarily works. Do so I at you? But then it becomes like a big deal. You and can then... just yell for right. me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I am in your shot. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. If somebody wants to ask us a question mm. and be featured on Rule of Two potentially. And live on air? Well, live to tape. Yeah, yeah, just just for us to take questions, to, you know, that 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 we can like a call. No, no, not a no, call. Just a, just any okay. Just a question. Okay. You know, like if we ever wanted to go to questions, like is there some way that I as a listener of Rule of 2 uh can submit a question? Okay. I mean, there's emails. Do you want to do emails or is it Twitter or like Twi- Twitter works? Hashtag Rule of Two. Hit us up at Rally Around at Mark Fernandez. We're usually seeing them. I yeah. see probably all of them. I mean, that's the best I way. Pay it's the best way. Yeah, it's the best way. I mean, we have the mailbag handle for Collider that we use for our mailbag show, but I feel like it would get lost in yeah. all the other questions. Yeah, I think Twitter is the best. Twitter really the best. do because um, we see it. We're, I'm, I'm on Twitter all the time, kind of looking around, seeing what's going. Yeah, so hashtag rule of two, Yeah, at Mark Fernandez, at Riley Around, give us your questions. We may or may not get to them. No, but we— But there's always those, hope. There's always hope, and some of these questions, most of these questions are so great that we've yeah. had shows, entire shows off of one question. Yeah. We wanted to do, a, like, we wanted to answer a bunch of questions, and one was so great, I can't remember the name. We did an entire episode on that Yeah, the show. Force Powers one. Yeah, the force powers. Yeah. That was great. All right, so here's the second piece of housekeeping. Mm. Um, there's been a lot of people talking to us about rule of two. There should only be two, no more, no less. Okay. Per the Sith rules here. We're <laughs> right. just following commands. Um, we, we've had a lot of shows recently with, with guests. Yeah. yeah. You know? I personally have enjoyed them. Me too. Okay? I've been hearing a lot of stuff from the fans – from uh, fans is, I think, a weird uh, way to call them because I think we're all active members of a community. We're all fans. Yeah, we're all fans of each other. Listeners of, of the show. We're fans. I'm fans of some of the commenters. I mean, there's yeah. some commenters on our on our thing that just crack me up. Yeah, you know, same. Um, and like, not all the comments are positive towards us. No, you know, but oh, they God, still no. make me laugh. You know, so I encourage positive, loyal opposition. All these things, um, but look. Rule of two is two, okay? Yeah. But I like the guests. Look, I would say 90% of these shows will be the two of us. Yeah. And that 10% cushion, if you will, yeah. is reserved for the occasional guest that we could get. You never know. Another person out there could make the greatest Boba Fett movie of all time right. and do their thing and put it out there. And it blows up. We're going to want to talk to them. Look, there's somebody like like – some dream guests. Let's just rattle off a few dream guests, right? Okay. Yeah. Like I want to get Sam Witwer on the show. Yes. 
You know, Sam Witwer would be phenomenal. You know, I've 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 met a lot of Star Wars fans. Okay, in my life, I don't know if I've met one as balanced academically and enthusiastically. And just knowledge-wise about Star Wars the way that Sam Witwer is. I mean he – and not, not to mention that he's also an active participant yeah. in Star Wars, right? Um, I'm blown away by a guy like that. I think having him on Rule of Two would be a, a, a dream scenario for the show. And I would hope that the fans, the sort of Rule of Two purists, right? Because there is a sect yes. of Rule of Two purists that uh, you know feel offended when it's not just two. Yeah, come on. You, you know, if we're if Sam Witwer wants to come on the show, guess what? We're having <laughs> Sam Witwer on the show, <laughs> right? Right. And to be damned, the rule of two. Yeah, yeah. We call it the rule of so. So it'd be the rule of yeah. Last week we had Danny Ramirez and Star Wars Theory on the show. Yeah, I thought that was a great show. It was a great show. I, I saw a lot of comments, people talking over each other. Perhaps I do that sometimes. Perhaps you do that. Perhaps they do that. People do that when they are having a conversation. And you're passionate. You're fun. You yeah. have something to add to yeah, the conversation. Yeah, you cut in. You know, we're not – we're not – we're not – there is no light that turns on that says you talk and you talk and you talk and you talk. That would be impossible. It's a dialogue. Yes. Okay. Um, it's a conversation, right? Dialogue is between two people. Conversation is when it's two plus, right? Correct. Um so again, the rule of two is the fundamental basis for the show. Yes. But be ready for some guests because we're going to try to get more guests. Yeah. I mean, would like what if Mark Hamill wanted to come on? Oh man. What if John Boyega? What, what if, if Nathan Hamill wanted to come on? What if Nathan Hamill wanted to come on? Ken Napsock. Ken Napsock is a guest I would love to have because yeah. he's one of my best friends and we talk Star Wars and yeah. he talks Star Wars the best of anyone. Yeah, what what about if we get like Makuga in? Makuga would be fantastic. Yeah. What if we just get Makuga in here right now just to say, hey, I broke the rule of two? Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. not right now. Because <laughs> right, you know, right, we could do that. We could call Makuga in right now. We have that power. We have that power. All right. We're drunk with power. Okay. Is the so sit. look, this has been a long cold open. But um, and then there's one more thing that I want to talk about. All right. Okay. It seems like when we started this show, mm. I developed this little catchphrase. Okay. Of of rise. Yes. Okay. Um, I think it's starting to grate on some people. Okay. Who are these people? <laughs> right. What? There's people that say a that word makes it, really. It makes them cringe. It makes me, me happy. It makes me happy. It's become a staple. It's a staple. It's a way to kick off the show, and it's a way to end the show. It's, it, you know, it's like it's like the whistle. Um, you know, it's like the whistle in like in a football play. Yeah. You know, it's like kicks you're it ready off. You're ready to go. Brrr, the play stops. You know. I'm not doing the show if there's no rise. Okay. All right. I, I, Period. I, I just wanted to make sure. Like I'm like I don't know if we trade off the rise. No, maybe. it's no, you. It's me, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Look, it is what it is. We've established this. Okay, so maybe on that note. On that note, it's rule of two, episode twenty-four. Here we go. Rise. Damn right. <laughs> that is right. Rule of two, episode twenty-four. Twenty-four episodes in, and we are here with an all-new episode. It's a episode. great number in football. It's a great. It's a great number on football. Whose number is that? Uh, twenty-four. Um, is that Dan Marino? No. <laughs> Dan Marino was 13. 13, that's right. Uh, who the hell is 24? Um, I don't it's know. It's a cornerback number. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's – So uh, much for it being a great number in football, but it's a, it's anyway. A, it's a great number for Rule of Two. Thank you to everybody who has subscribed to us here on the Jedi Council Podcast One Feed who has now switched on over to Collider Videos where we have the main show. Yeah. The show is now on Collider Videos. Check it out there. 
And we're often running – the views have been great. The comments have been great. Everybody hitting us up on Twitter has been great. Thank you so much to Star Wars Theory and Danny Ramirez for last week's episode. That was fantastic talking about their stuff, talking about the Vader film, mm. which I enjoyed. And now we're back. It is rule of two. It is rule of two. We're back to the two. I exnayed the idea of Makuga coming in, even though it's his <laughs> yeah. birthday. I almost brought him in. I know. It's yeah, his yeah. birthday. You so saw it in my Oh, it is his birthday. It's his birthday today. And I and I know Makuga. There's nothing he would like more on his birthday than to talk Star Wars. Yeah. He and I love Makuga because he like he watches Star Wars and just loves Star Wars. Yeah. Or at least be acknowledged. Yeah. Right? Acknowledged what? That he's a Star Wars fan? Or just like, look, like when it's your birthday, you know what? Something has there ever been a birthday in any Star Wars, um, in any Star Wars uh, canon or yeah. comics? I don't know. Do people That's not have good. birthdays in Star Wars? I wonder if they do it differently in a galaxy yeah. far, far away. Right. They call it their. Are you Are you going to go find out? I'm going to go. I'm just going to riff right now. Josh. Oh, he's doing it. I've been ixnade. We're gonna we're we're already breaking the rule after establishing that we were gonna have ten percent. We've been arguing about this, but I think it's not gonna work because I think there's two shots on us and he's not gonna be in the shot. It's fine if it's just his voice. Look, yeah, look, Josh McCook is in here. There it is. Okay, Josh McCook is in here. Yes, we were having an argument about this, and this is what this is. This is kind of like a debate, debatey type show. (laughs) We were debating whether or not. To bring you in here and give you a happy birthday shout out. Oh. He initially won, and we initially weren't going to do it, and then I overruled it. I made it legal. He made it legal. <laughs> I was literally talking, and and then he got up and left, and I was going to do the Josh McCuga thing from Afternoons, where I just riff while Ken walks off. Oh yes, yeah. and I was just like, yeah. So this is my one one person show here. Uh, welcome. It's to rule this, of one. The rule of one. <laughs> All right. So look, hello, well, Cleveland. Do I have look. to come in here and defend a Solo, a Star Wars story? No, no, no. Okay. no. You just have to come in here and accept our. Very gracious, happy birthday! Oh, man. thanks, man. Yeah, guys, I appreciate we, it. We completely forgot on live, but you know, <laughs> did you guys forget on live till the second hour? <laughs> I, I I remember seeing the Facebook prompts that like it just comes up and is like tomorrow is Josh McCook's birthday. I'm like, all right, and then I wake up this morning and go about my life, sure. <laughs> and like, like you would, like I would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but I, that yeah. shouldn't have. Happened. But but Josh, has there ever been a birthday in Star Wars? <sighs> I man. Not that I know of. Do people not have birthdays in Star Wars? Well, I just, like what calendar do they run on? <laughs> right. Are there birthdays <laughs> yeah. in not not birth six birthdays in Star Wars? Like, do, does Luke talk about like his twenty fifth birthday? He's allowed to go out and do oh, something. Maybe with Luke in New Hope, did he just have a birthday? Wasn't there something like I that? I mean, he didn't even go to school, right? Like, Luke didn't go to high school or anything. This, You've never seen a school in Star Wars besides the Jedi school. <laughs> right, right, Learning right. about how to be a Jedi. Right. Uh, and then, like, the military academy sure. and stuff like that. But there's no... There's no, like, grammar school. Right, right. There's no established institutional learning. Yeah, in, n- never have they, like, on Hoth, they were like, guys, <laughs> it's Luke's birthday. He just got caught in a tauntaun. No big deal. There's no birthday. Is it canon? Birthdays are in canon. Yes. I oh, found it. Wait a minute. On, yeah. On Empire Day, in Ooh, an ep- Empire Day, in an like episode of Rebels, it's Empire Day oh, it's episode Rebels. of Rebels. Rebels. Remember, and, Rebels. and it just occurred to me, it's stated that Ezra, Ezra's birthday is the same day as Empire Day. Suffice it to say, it's been of a downer for <laughs> Ezra. So yeah, 
Okay, you can so say, there, there are birthdays. We just haven't seen but, celebrations. But in the movie, <laughs> in the movies. I haven't. Because honestly, you know, we're, because we're on an, an, a liturgical calendar amongst the earth, right. every 365 days we have a birthday. Yeah. But you're always constantly like going through hyperspace. You're going from planet to planet. Who knows what sun they're on, how long it's right. going. Right. You just have to count 365 days since the last time you had a day of birth. Right. But that's an Earth thing. Just so, like there's like, basic is, speak, there has to be a basic calendar. What if you live right. on – let's say you live on Tatooine, which has twin suns. Okay. So yeah. you double the days. You got two Because birthdays. they go around, so you get well, you get one, but it's longer. But does but Tatooine then, make a figure eight through the suns? It might be. And then if you're <laughs> over, say, Endor, which – only one yeah, sun. But, yeah, I think. binary star systems, like like from a physics perspective, are now confusing me. Because yes. are they? You brought one, it up, man. One <laughs> sun has to have more mass than the other, right? And one sun needs to orbit the other. It's my understanding there would be no math. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> Josh, hey, love you, boys. Thank you. <laughs> Happy Congratulations, birthday, thank bro. You. Congratulations Happy. on all your success. My second birthday of the year is July 29th, so you guys are welcome. Right. In acknowledgement right. of the second Happy son birthday. of Tatooine. We, we broke the rule again. We're going to get some hate for it. But I love it. It's yeah. worth rule it. Happy two. birthday. Rule of two. Right. Josh McCuga coming in for a visit and out the door to celebrate his birthday. There are cupcakes yeah. out there. Yeah. I actually oh, like I love that little cupcakes. I actually love that little conversation we had because it made me think, wait, that's right. Yeah. Because Ezra's birthday was Empire Day. I had forgotten about that because that was in one of the earlier episodes. So there it is. Did he have like a little party in the shot? Like, like, no, uh, I, I, I believe it was just like a kind of a passing mention. Okay, because I don't of, think I've seen that episode. Yeah, it's Empire Day. It's like they're playing the, the, the big yeah. banners. And I haven't seen, yeah, I've only seen that episode once, so I can't remember much. When, when I played Galaxies, um, and I have a pretty cool story about galaxies that I may or may not say on the show, but oh, that's right, it's it's a great story. yeah yeah because it, it it did get resolved in the end. Um, there's an ending to the story. Oh, I don't think you told me. The yeah, 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 to the okay. mystery. Okay, but on in Star Wars Galaxies, we used to celebrate Life Day. Yeah, now, Life, and Life Day is like Christmas. In Life the Day galaxy, is like Christmas, right? and somehow it originated in, on on Kashyyyk. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So really quick. Um, Last week's episode, I mentioned Star Wars Galaxies like like I usually do, and um, somebody commented on um, the uh, the show that they also played Galaxies and they were you know glad to see that I played Galaxies and they had a character named Jules Winfield. Mm. Okay, now I when I played Galaxies, you know. And I was a young Jedi trying to find my way in the galaxy. Um, Got to play this game. Understanding the fundamentals of how to exert my power, but not realizing the full potential of my prowess in PvP, mm -hmm. I gravitated towards a guild called Dark Forces or DF. Okay. And um, the leader at this time of DF was a character who was also called Jules Winfield, but mm -hmm. it it, right, and he had a Jedi named Delok. So what? So after I did the emu stuff with Bloodfin and all these things that I've done since then, we've lost touch with Jules Winfield. Right? We, right. we 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 couldn't find him. Nobody knew where he was. And there was other folks that I played with in galaxies, like Rastin, who's a who's a good buddy of mine, who was also a great PvPer. And I and I sent him this message. I was like, could this be him? Yeah. Right? Could yeah. this actually be him? And then um, long story short, 
Um, he didn't. Rem- he he remembered D-Lock being a Jedi, mm-hmm. and then uh, Rastin and I were like, "Well, wait a minute. It probably is him. He just doesn't want to, ad- you know, admit that it's him." Right. But then we actually, uh, uh, Rastin dug up some old pre-CU screenshots okay. of, of us playing, and the character in question was called Julius Winfield. Not the same. Not Jules Winfield. Oh. So. Long story short, we still haven't found Jules slash D-Lock. If you're out there, hit us up in the comments. Um, maybe we get a little Star Wars Galaxies reunion. But there that's how is. powerful that game was. Yeah. Fifteen years later, I'm still friends with people that I played that game with. That's so cool. It and I've never like... met them in real life. Yeah, I know. That's what's amazing to me yeah. is that you can have this like back and forth and then have this like – Dude, is that him? Is that D-Lock? And then you go reach out to your other buddy and like try to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's amazing. Anyway, so – all right. So look, tangents aside, I think I might – am I out of tangents for today's show? I think so. I don't know. We'll so, see. Yeah. I think you have the floor, my friend. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? Oh, right. <laughs> we got this story. Let's talk about this big rumor. It's a huge rumor, folks. We're, listen, you know Jedi Council. You know that they do news and speculation, and then they jump into conversations based yeah. on this news. They do we, it the right way. They do it the right way. We are a little bit loosey goosey. Yeah. We like our comment. We like our our speculation. Of course, we like our discussions. Yeah, we more. just love Star Wars. We love Star Wars, and even if it's a rumor, this is what I love about Rula Two: is that we can jump off that rumor, real or untrue right. or true. Yeah, we don't know yet, and it can open up a great conversation because sure. this is some this is some goodness. I like this. And I'm looking at this rumor and going, wait a minute. There was something that I saw in the art of The Force Awakens that makes me go, hmm. So this does come from The Express. Now, The Express for everybody out there, um, I haven't heard a lot of uh, people, as it were, to say this is a, a very reliable kind of thing. I, I would go on to say it's a little bit kind of rumor, kind of you know, clickbaity thing. So as everybody says out there on the internet – Take this with a giant grain of salt. We don't know. Yeah. We have nothing. We have no skin in the game here. This is just a really cool idea. Episode 9, leak. Hayden Christensen back as Anakin Skywalker. Force ghost or flashback question mark? And that's interesting to me. They are saying Star Wars Episode 9 could see the return of Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. And a new leak says the star is set to film a scene for Episode 9. What are your thoughts on that just – Hearing that, my my first thought on it is that I hope it's true. You Me know? too. You know, I I really really hope it's true because I'm on the record as saying that, and it's funny. I actually tried to watch Last Jedi this weekend. Um, right. Um, not to give too much away, but Riley and I are working on a secret project. Yes. And it's requiring us. To rewatch the films, yeah, all of them, and um, I I rewatched certain scenes from Last Jedi, mm-hmm. um, and there's certain scenes from Last Jedi that I actually think, in a vacuum, are actually really, really well crafted. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what I'll say about that. But I think it's like I think I'm, I'm on the record as saying that I like Force Awakens a little bit more than Last Jedi. Right? Like to me, it was a yeah. a bit more of a holistic experience. Yes, it was like you know the rehash, the lack of of pushing certain elements and stuff like that. I, I have tr- I had trouble with, but the more that Force Awakens ages with me, the more that you know I 
I'd like parts of it. You're appreciating it a little bit yeah. more. But yeah. one thing that I do really like about it mm-hmm. is I really like J.J. Abrams' direction of it. Yeah. I think J.J. Abrams maybe didn't have the the exact script, but you can't deny that J.J. Abrams is a highly talented generational talent when it comes to directing film. Absolutely. You know, um, Star Trek, the mo- uh, not Star Trek, the motion picture, but V'ger, but uh, Star Trek, uh, the reboot, mm-hmm. I think is excellent movie. Yeah. I, I really, I really like that movie. That. And I remember watching it going, yeah, you should do a Star Wars yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it felt Star Warsy at, at certain points, which absolutely. I think upset some of the Star Trek fans, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, yeah. that they didn't. And then Into Darkness was a whole other beast because I know – there is a – I really like that one too to be honest. I, I did too and I'm not a Star Trek uh, guy. I mean I, I'm a fan of the series. I've, I've seen every single movie but it just never got me like say Star Wars or some sure. you know, DC movies or It's Marvel. different, right? It's more – it's more uh, plays up on science fiction um, in a true sense of how science and the, the evolution of science will affect society. Yeah. Where and can unite them. Yeah, yeah, and which is very different than what Star Wars is. Yeah. You know, Star Wars is more about the fantasy, the hero's journey, some folks mythology, um, force, yeah. knights. It's 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 a the knights of the round table. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, J.J. Abrams, great director. Mm-hmm. Like I think we all believe in that. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I get excited at the idea because we all saw the Anakin, half Anakin, half Darth Vader, in the Bible. Or, the Force or, or, Awakens. It was the art of Force Awakens, yeah, yeah. and that is exactly where I'm going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The art of Force Awakens. We all got very, very excited about it. We all knew that Kylo Ren. It established this amazing relationship between Kylo Ren and Darth Vader mm-hmm. um, that I don't think was really carried through uh, in Last Jedi the way that it could have been. You know, um, with the exception of that one scene where Snoke is like, "You'll never be like Darth Vader" or whatever. You're just a boy in a mask, right? You know, like um, so we we never really get that fulfilled. It's just kind of like 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 many things in the Last Jedi. It just kind of had like a dead end, right? Until or did episode it. nine, yeah, or did that's it. that's always my argument. I always push back is that we're judging a middle chapter, right? Right. Fair enough. So now here comes episode nine, and the idea of getting Hayden Christensen under the the direction. Mm-hmm. Of a director who you can't really argue is a better director when it comes to getting performances out of actors than George Lucas was. And look, yeah. everybody on this show knows how I feel about George Lucas. Yeah, He is my hero. He is the only true independent filmmaker out there. He is the greatest executive producer of all time. He is George Lucas um, legend, right? Yeah. It'll be very hard for anybody to come anywhere near him. Mm-hmm. You can't deny whether you like the meat of Force Awakens or not that Force Awakens was a very well directed film, especially when it came to the to the actors and the performances. Oh yeah, he found Daisy Ridley. He f- he got Adam Driver to be a, a dark lord. Yeah, and you know, at that time when they cast him, he was really known for girls, and that was it. That was it. And he's my Boyega's favorite part. Boyega's role in Force Awakens was incredible. Yeah, he has an eye for talent and direction. I mean, and, and he he for Force Awakens to come out and give me the Star Wars feels as strongly as it did, and it did do that. Yeah, you know, and like, look, that scene. Um, one of my favorite scenes in Force Awakens is, is such a such a minute scene, but it's the scene where um, uh, uh, Finn 
is like trying to come up with this ruse and he's kind of brought in BB-8 into mm-hmm. it. Right. And he gives him the thumbs up and then BB-8 does like the little the t- like like the little yeah. torch thumbs up. I mean – Which I always took as giving him the finger. Yeah, but – I took it that way. Fine. Like I took it differently but yeah. in any case, it was charming. Yeah. It was very, very well directed. I mean, you know, anyway. Um, so this is a really long-winded way of me saying I get very excited about the idea of giving – um, Hayden Christensen, the artist, the craftsman, the actor, another chance to sh- to like reinforce his legacy yeah. as the face, the body, the mind, the expressive uh, vessel for Anakin Skywalker. Yes, and I'm looking at some of the this article here, and uh, I I can't really remember, and but I've heard this is that J.J. Abrams has declared his dedication to bring home as much prequel and original trilogy material in Episode Nine, mm. and I couldn't agree more. I want more prequel stuff. I think the one thing that I really have been missing is the prequel nods. Mm. Whether it's a planet, whether it's a battle droid that's kind of there on the ground, whether it's you know some like Nubian class spaceships, what have you. Now, I know there was, a, it, there was reminiscence in it, like The Last Jedi, when Kylo Ren was going into Crate. Mm. I felt there was a little a, bit the, of the prequel. There was tips of the hat. Yes, little tip of the hat. I want more than a tip of the hat, though, for yeah. this. And this would do it, aside from revealing that Plagueis would be Snoke. That's where I was hoping they were going yeah. at one point. But this gets me excited, and it gets me excited because – it has to do with Kylo Ren. And what they're saying is, is that the reports storyboard and artwork descriptions of some sort of Anakin Darth Vader Force Ghost, which was visualized for The Force Awakens. Abrams designed a powerful scene where the Force Ghost flickers between Anakin and Darth Vader, symbolizing the tormented conflict inside Kylo Ren and Ben Solo. So that was for Force Awakens. Mm. And this is where I'm highlighting because that's what I want to see. Because we've seen Kylo take the life of his father. We've seen him struggle. He lifted his thumb off the, the lasers while he was getting ready to possibly kill his mother. And he is still tortured, I think. What better way than actually bring in not only Hayden Christensen but the character of Anakin Skywalker, Force Ghost flashback, who knows, saying, listen, kid, doesn't end well. Like it really doesn't end well. What would that do if you're idolizing your grandfather, Darth Vader, and then the Force Ghost shows up and says, you're picking the wrong side? What would that do to the character or vice versa? What? How are they going to break it down in story? Is it going to be a Sith vision of Darth Vader that flickers again? I really hope they go to the flickering thing. That mm-hmm. I just – the visual. I don't know what that looks like. In my head, it's rad. But right. I would love to see something like this. But look, if if you stick to the canon of what we have so far, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been thinking a lot about canon recently. Um, yes, we have. The flickering between Vader and Anakin th- is not consistent with canon mm. because the the manifestation of Darth Vader's redemption is ultimately seen by – Luke Skywalker, when he looks at Vader's, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, as <clears throat> at, at Anakin's Force Ghost, mm-hmm. you know, like in the before the uh, you know before the prequels, it was the the older Anakin, 
Yeah, Sebastian the, uh, Shaw. Yeah, Sebastian the Shaw, actor. the same actor who played um, who played the unmasked Darth Vader, mm-hmm. which I loved. I always, when I was a kid, and this is why I think you know for a long time, Return of the Jedi was my favorite movie mm-hmm. because the redemption of Darth Vader to me was such a fulfilling like plot resolution. Mm-hmm. You know, it was to me it was like something that like wow, this is how you stick the landing. You yeah. know, it's like. We started off with, we started off with like Darth uh, taking Leia captive to to Anakin Skywalker standing next to Obi Wan and Yoda. I mean, like, wow, that's a journey, you know. It's such I know, and it was such a powerful one too because we're around the same age and that age when you see Return of the Jedi and you yeah. see the mask come off, and George Lucas's vision you came were right to fruition. About me. Yeah. You're right about me. He's more machine now than man, twisted yeah. and evil. Let me look but at that, you with my own eyes. Yeah, everything is just this 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 sad little man. Yeah, in in a suit of armor that was sustaining his life. Yeah, and it it is a tragic, but it's a beautiful moment. Yeah, and like somebody somebody in the comments or on Twitter, I forget where, was like questioning or challenging. I'd say it was more because it was very. Like it was done very. Were they coming in hot? No, no, they weren't coming in hot. It was really okay. more like a good conversation. Okay. Good, good. And they were saying, um, you know, redemption because, like, uh, I think we talked a lot last week about you know Vader's uh, or or Kylo's redemption, right? You know, and there's right. a lot of people that feel that Kylo cannot be redeemed, and then there's a lot of people that started to feel like, who cares about the redemption? Mm-hmm. Um, and the redemption is. Such an important philosophical note, I think, in Star Wars, because yeah. it really teaches. Look, like ultimately, Star Wars is intended for a twelve-year-old, mm-hmm. and why is Star Wars intended for a twelve-year-old? Is not arbitrary, mm-hmm. you know, that it's twelve. The many different cultures have many different versions of this, but it's a very, it's a very symbolic thing. To have it be geared toward 12-year-old because you're about to become 13. Right. Okay? In the Jewish tradition, it's the Bar Mitzvah. In the the Catholic Christian tradition, it's the confirmation, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, There's there's this rite of passage of coming of age that, you know, Star Wars is really geared towards in in its most purest form, the way that George Lucas intended it. And George Lucas has talked about this. A lot. So I'm yeah. not making this up. I mean, this is stuff that we hear straight from from the creator, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of those big lessons is the concept of redemption, because the concept of redemption is really what it really means is that we all have a second chance. Now it's extreme because you have him taking life, right? Right. Everybody but, go. Well, what about the younglings? But let's. But look, this let's is, have this conversation. Yeah, yeah, this is just a painting, right? It's just mm-hmm. like you're you're painting with these super heroic, super lavish things to make a point that yeah. even Darth Vader can get a second chance. Even though when you really look at it, well, wait a minute, in a court of law, Darth Vader, he killed one kid. He should be in jail for the rest of his life or may even get the death penalty. And all those things are right in the real world. Yeah. Okay, In the world of fantasy of Star Wars, um, the concept of redeeming a character is akin to forgiveness, mm-hmm. second chances. Mm-hmm. You know, And I, I do think that there's a valuable lesson in the idea of Kylo Ren becoming, um, you know, this twisted soul, and then having the people that love him around them bring him out of it, you know, there's something very 
interesting that just went through me okay. that I want to share. Yeah, do it. Like I, I, I literally started to not cry, not tear up, but I was literally going. I'm kind of getting affected here. Yeah. Um, just based on that line of thinking, is that um, redemption is a beautiful thing if you just kind of look at it just on paper. Just to your point, precisely the 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 idea of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And put it in a fantasy kind of world with filled with knights and monsters and darkness and light. This is what we're talking about here. Real yeah. world, it's totally different. Darth Vader would be in jail. Yeah, he'd be dead. He'd be but whatever. Can, but 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 you can lie to your mom and repent, feel bad about it, get forgiveness, and be redeemed. It's more akin to that. Yeah. But where I went immediately was Kylo Ren and Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Now we know that Kylo Ren. If we're looking at the text of Star Wars that J.J. and Lawrence Kasdan created for Force Awakens is that he wanted to go to the dark side. The light was calling him. Mm-hmm. And in order to, according to Snoke, really get over that hump of the dark side, go full Darth Vader, go full dark side, you got to kill your father. And he does. And then he is in some of the supplemental material like the books, Force Awakens, Last Jedi books. He's tortured by that. It's really taking a toll on him, you know, because he killed How his so? father. How so? Well, I think he's he's because feeling that the because I didn't read the book. Or... Yeah, he's feeling the he's feeling the light kind of call to him, saying, "Oh boy, you know, you're, you're beyond repair now." Like that that that's where I'm taking it. I don't know if it's completely accurate. You can gotcha me all you want. But I know that there is supplemental materials out there with Kylo Ren that saw him being somewhat tortured by this act. Then you could look at the text in Last the Jedi. The act specifically of killing Han Solo. The act of killing not just Han Solo, our beloved Han Solo, but killing the father. Mm-hmm. Then you could look at the text in Last Jedi. He pulls the trigger. He, he's not pulling the trigger for his mother. He's not doing part two here. He's right. not going all the way down. Something stops him. He allows his his wingman to do it. The wingmen take it because they're you know they don't care. Yeah. They, they're, they're first order. They're going to kill these mfers, right? Yeah. But Kylo wasn't. So it's leading me to to wonder more about the character of Kylo as we go into Episode Nine. Is that is that torture of the knowledge of killing his father still with him, which I think it is, and that ultimately it's that guilt, it's that mm. it's that redemption, sure. Not just redemption right now, but that guilt, that that bubbling to the surface that could we see Kylo fall down to his knees and finally succumb to the light and being so incredibly just broken. Yeah, look. You know, that it, it's like everything twists up to where he just breaks. Look, it, it makes me think about a lot of stuff. And But then but the, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to finish my point. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Then go ahead. Han Solo's sacrifice, if he finally does – Twist up, become a broken man, save Ray and die doing it like we, we speculated at one point. Save his mother and dies doing it or, or, or repents mm-hmm. for his guilt. A selfless act. A selfless act or something like that. It made me think. It made me go, well, then Han Solo's death was not in vain at all. And that Han right. Solo, wherever he is and wherever your spiritual tendencies lie, that somewhere Han Solo went – good kid like that like makes me almost cry like to think that han solo on the other side of things yeah. could go 
then I did what I needed to do. I brought back my son. Right. He's made a, he made the ultimate sacrifice. He made the ultimate sacrifice to get his son back because if that is the through line until episode nine that started in Force Awakens, I think that's powerful. I think it's – I agree. I like it. And like, look, I think that even you hearing you saying that reinforces in me uh, two things. One, that I do think Anakin – going back and forth between this evil specter and Anakin and evil specter and Anakin is slightly inconsistent with the whole concept of the blue glowy. Okay. I think so. I think you're uh, right. But what it really makes me think about is that Kylo has to be redeemed, as many of us are saying he will be, mm-hmm. because if he's not, then you just wasted an entire character. Because In, in Han Solo, do you say? Is it like, or just the character of Kylo Ren? Of Kylo Ren, because if he's not redeemed, and he's the same Kylo Ren that we get in Last Jedi, when he had his moment of of doubt, mm-hmm. you know, um, in the Bible, uh, Christ's moment of doubt is when he's in the desert for forty days and forty nights, and the devil keeps tempting him, mm-hmm. and and Jesus Christ doesn't go along with the temptation. Um, and this isn't a religious. I just think you know the Bible is obviously an incredibly uh, told story of a, yeah. of a of a prophet and of a man of a hero um, who liberated his people. Right mm-hmm. um, with with Kylo, um, there's a point in the Emperor or not the Emperor's throne room, but in in Snoke's throne room in the Red Room, um, where you see him and and Ray fighting towards the same cause, being the loyal opposition, if you were. Mm-hmm. Um, you see Kylo destroying Snoke, okay? Then you have um, this moment where, and like, we've talked about this on the show before. The most important thing, if you're a screenwriter, the most important thing in the, like, when you're writing a script and when you're writing a scene specifically, when you're writing dialogue in a moment, um, is there a choice being made? Mm-hmm. Every scene, you got to ask yourself that question. Is there a choice being made in this scene? If there's no choice being made in the scene, it becomes less interesting to the audience. Yeah. This, is, this, is a, this is a writing 101 screenwriting fact. If there's no choice, it becomes less interesting. Yeah. Um, and there's a big choice in that scene. Because you can tell Ray wants to turn Kylo good. Mm-hmm. Um, and right when you think, hey, wait a minute, is Kylo going to go along with this, mm-hmm. right? The music changes, uh, the vibe changes, the Force shot theme. goes, yeah. The, the Force uh, theme plays. The shot goes a little wider. And and Kylo is like, come with me. We can rule. We can rule the galaxy as, you know, as whatever, whatever. Yeah. But we can basically gives them we can rule the galaxy as father and son speech. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? So Absolutely. you're like, fuck. Yeah. He's not going good. He's not like tormented. He's committed to being. That's why I love it. He's committed to being this first order ba- baddie, right? Well, he's supreme now. He's the supreme leader. So he's, yeah. he's got all the power now. He took out his master, classic Sith move. Yeah. And now he wants Rey as the apprentice. Then you get the struggle with the saber. They're both trying to pull it towards each other. I, th- I believe some explosion happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he wakes up and Rey's gone, right? Right. Um, and if you carry that same thing towards the end of episode nine, then there's no real moral to the story. Mm. You know, like this is this is what I struggle with because then what's the moral of the trilogy? Right. 
You know, if Kylo got turned by Snoke when he was under the guidance of Luke Skywalker in the newly rebuilt Jedi Order, mm-hmm. and we don't know how, we don't know if Snoke was another student, if Snoke was another master, we right. don't know anything about it. Right. But everybody else seems to know. Mm. You know, it's like reverse dramatic irony. There's a there's a thing in, in in you know in playwriting called dramatic irony where the audience knows something that the cast members don't. Right. This is like reverse dramatic irony. It totally is. They know where. They why. know Snoke. We we have no idea who the fuck he is. Which I think is a big reason why a lot of people were upset by his offing. In, sure. In the Last Jedi, and again, just hoping that we get something in, in yeah. nine because I I agree with you. It's reverse dramatic irony. So if we don't understand the birth of Kylo, right, and how Kylo went from being a nephew mm-hmm. to being somebody that Luke wanted to kill, mm-hmm. and he remains somebody that wants nothing to do with his family, wants nothing to do with his legacy, wants nothing to do with helping people, wants only power and gluttony and all the seven sins, then – and he dies at the end of nine, right? Ray is able to overcome the evil. Mm-hmm. That's the closest thing you have to to a to a to a moral. Yes, is if you're good and strong and you have natural ability, use it for good. That that's what the trilogy becomes about. Right. And and to me, I struggle with that. You know, I with them not being redeemed. You mean? It just does It's just it just feels like a throwaway. Like you could do that with anybody. Yeah. You know, and especially if that's how the Skywalker legacy ends, mm-hmm. with the lone Skywalker being a guy who everybody cheers when he dies. Yeah, I mean that that's a that's it's a, a bummer, man. It's a bummer. Yeah, that's you know, I, I'm with you. In, in fifteen minutes to say what Riley said in one word, it's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a wordsmith. Yeah, uh, I I yeah. It, through all this, I was fascinated with what you were saying, and it just kept coming in my head like. Is redemption the ultimate theme of Star Wars? Right. In, in a whole, and I would say yes, because you – the prequels were, were very different. They were tragic. We were watching our protagonist fall to the dark side. And then if you look at the original trilogy, then that, that's the redemption of Darth Vader. That whole trilogy, our, the, our, our everything for Star Wars, the reason this is all here, um, because of that trilogy, you would say it's redemption. Yeah. I mean, it's a story of yeah, it's a story of redemption. Luke would not listen to Obi Wan yeah. or Yoda, and believed more than anything that there's good in him. Yeah, and that's you could say that well, that's just a dumb kid wanting to believe his father actually has good in him. But then you can go well, sure, you know, any son is going to look to his dad, no matter how bad perhaps the dad could be, and go God, there's got to be some good. There's a I got here because of love, so there has to be something there. I love that's my favorite thing about Luke Skywalker is that he just even when his masters are telling him no, no, he's more machine now than man. You have to kill him. You have to do all these things. He's like, no, there's good in him, which is why I'm seeing that then echo. The emperor's with, already won. Then the emperor's already won. Then, yeah. Then they throw the salt in the wound. Yeah. Well, the emperor's already won. You're our only hope. Yeah. You know. No, there like, is another. There is. Yeah, like what? Yeah. So I, I'm seeing the echoes with Ray, who says, no, there's good in, in Kylo. And she watched him kill Han Solo, which yeah. was her mentor and starting yeah. father figure. And look, one of my favorite scenes in The Last Jedi um, is that final scene where uh, Kylo picks up um, the Luke's, die. Luke's die, which yeah. are all fake. They're also fake. Yep, and they disappear. They disappear, but he looks up 
and um, that last connection with Ray, and, and Ray looks at him, and you know, to Ryan Johnson's credit, he does a very good job making you feel like they're in the same room. Yeah, you know, even though you know that they're very far away from each other, mm-hmm. physically speaking. Um, so you know that that's still in play. Yeah, that like Ray, if Ray's got a power, is that Ray wants to see the good in people, which is cool, mm-hmm. right? That's another like big Star Wars theme. Like, look, yeah, it's like. Even us, we've talked about Kylo Ren's redemption probably three or four episodes in a row now. I, yeah, I know. It's the most fascinating, most complex character in the new trilogy for me. Yeah, me too. And I think it's the biggest question because, look, there are two ways to look at it. You, you look at it in the guise of the, the whole saga and this idea that we brought up, which is that you brought up really, this redemption is the theme. But then it's hard to look on paper where, well, this guy killed the most iconic smuggler, Harrison Ford, everything. I right. mean, so grumpy old man. Grumpy but, old man, if you will, but that's still Han Solo. Sure. And I mean, he is like Indiana nobody should Jones. kill anybody just just out of you know, like only out of the most extreme forms of self defense. And even then, you should try all odds to not bring harm harm to life. So. Right. And he's dark. He goes there. Yeah. And that's part of the story. And so that's why everybody is pretty fascinated by this idea that can he be redeemed because we had different ways of looking at redemption because I've always said this. When you see Darth Vader in the original trilogy, sure, he crushes the neck of a, of a rebel soldier at the beginning of New Hope. But he doesn't kill any rebels until the very – like you don't see him kill rebels Shoot some down, sure. Yeah, but it wasn't until Rogue One that you really saw him. You know, I mean, he didn't really, really. He didn't really look. He's complicit. You know, he'll kill a rebel if he gets yeah. the chance. Yeah. But what you see him do throughout the rest of the movies in the original trilogy is he kills his own people. Right. And you're he's like, more, he's more hunting Luke Skywalker than anything else. Yeah. And so he's he's choking Admiral Ozzel. Get him out of there. Yeah. Piet, you're he's in not charge. the one that 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 that. Uh, he's not the one that gives the call on Alderaan. No, that was Tarkin. That was Tarkin. Yeah, all he did was just hold. It's like you know, it's like that old saying: um, "Who's more guilty, the guy who slaughters the cow or the guy who holds the rope?" Right, right. right. And like the thing, great saying. Like I think the moral of that is that they're both guilty. You know? Like, oh yeah. One's just no, I, One's one's an accomplice. And oh, I'm sure Vader's like looking at this thing, going, "Yeah, yeah, blow up that planet. Let's get going." But I, I think it's 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 really a different kind of execution in this Star Wars – in these Star Wars movies because we see Vader doing his thing. He's always been bad and then the reveal that he's the father, then the reveal that there is good in him and then the reveal that he did in fact redeem himself. And you can, you can buy that because you didn't really see him kill anybody of substance. Right. Right? You saw him kill a rebel soldier. That was the very first thing we saw. It was the first probably – aside from the stormtroopers and the rebels fighting each other and getting shot, the first real intimate death of Star Wars yeah. is that rebel and guy. And Obi-Wan. Oh, and then Obi-Wan, of course. Yeah, and you know, and I think that was Obi-Wan's choice. Yeah. Obi-Wan clearly was Obi-Wan's relented choice. and passed over to the next realm with a little nudge by Vader with the lightsaber, sure. But he didn't hit anything really. I mean, he disappeared. He disappeared. Yeah. So, anyways, that's so, a, so. Bringing this back full circle to the topic, do you think Anakin Skywalker slash Hayden Christensen will get a swan song in Episode Nine? 
I I'm going to go on a ledge here and say we'll see Anakin. Well, yeah, just because see, you, of that always, Force Awakens. You're always more optimistic than I am. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But I mean, I'm gonna I go, want I'm gonna it. Go I with want you, it though. I don't. I don't know. Now, it, this report does go on to say that they were filming in in Italy. And that it could be a return to Vader's castle. Now, I could see Kylo Ren going to seek out the castle and Mustafar. If you want to see a guy geek out in the middle of a movie theater, come with me to that screening. Because if it shows up if, – if Kylo Ren is walking into Vader's castle, I'm going to be a happy camper. Yeah, me too. Because I think it's I, – I want to see that because it, yeah. it's – This movie should be five hours long. Yes. But it's because it's so consistent with his yeah. character that mm-hmm. I can see it happening. And then – but the, the only thing that I, I – I'm with you on this. I don't like the idea of the, the Force ghost flashing in and out of darkness. Mm. I think Force ghost, Anakin Skywalker appears, yeah. talks to his grand, grandson, um, flashback Darth Vader, whether it's a hologram as he walks into the, the castle and it's Hayden in the suit. Mm. That would be great. But I don't think it's – it doesn't – sync up in my mind and now I'll give JJ the benefit of the doubt how are they going to do this if they do this how are they going to make me believe that there is a force ghost that can flicker in and out of the dark side yeah it's a cool idea it's a very cool idea but it's inconsistent with canon right or with the rules that, that we've been told but then again if the new sequels have taught us anything is that there are, is, a, is that there are no rules right Let's, they can do whatever the hell they want they can well JJ is He's at the reins. It's his, it's his show. It's his landing to yeah. stick. And I do have faith in him. But I, this gets me excited just because I think it really does do, unite the trilogy. Would you have rather – are you happy that J.J. Abrams is doing nine or, or would you have wanted to see Colin Trevorrow? Trevorrow's version? No, I want J.J. Yeah, I, I, I think – Safety Not Guaranteed is one of the best independent films I've seen. It just was so good, which was Trevorrow's first movie. Uh, Dra- I love Jurassic World. I, I love Jurassic World. I thought yeah. it was great. And I think that's the way you do nostalgia um, as far as Jurassic Park. I thought it was a great continuation. The, the, what, it's dinosaurs eating people. I'm not looking for Citizen yeah. Kane here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I we, had we, fun. We, we've talked about this before. We love Chris Pratt. We love uh, – you know, Bryce Bethel, Dallas Howard. Yeah, yep. yeah. You know, Howard I did, was great. I, I never had a problem with that. I even liked uh, Fallen Kingdom enough, but it kind of fell apart at the end. For yeah, but me. he didn't direct that. But he yeah, didn't direct that. Sure. No. But and look, and and, and and we can't deny the reports of how excited Mark Hamill was mm. about Colin's script. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I've heard even rumors that Daisy Ridley was very excited. Uh, right. So, but look, I'm glad JJ's doing it. I'm glad JJ's doing it. If I, if I had to pick, I would probably go with Colin only because of the Mark Hamill quotes. Mm, because okay. I think Mark Hamill and I see Luke Skywalker and see the the ongoing legacy very similarly. Mm-hmm. That you gotta. It's not even though look I admit that st- standalone it's a great concept mm-hmm. right my my one of my best friends Mark Eckler used to always tell me this you know it's like nostalgia paralysis mm. is is a bad thing for creativity it can be yeah you know? too much nostalgia and then that's the problem i had with solo yeah i you watched the rewatch the last jedi i yeah. rewatched solo 
and it just didn't do it for me. Yeah. The third viewing, I'm really I'm down I'm pretty down on that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, it just it just like I just felt it was so like, huh? I just that's the only thing that keeps coming to me. It's like when he sits behind the controls of the Falcon for the first time and Chewbacca sits there and the music swells. Flat. I felt a little manipulated because yeah. I didn't feel like we earned it. Yeah. I felt like it was like you're going to get this and we're going to get there no matter what. It didn't work for me. Yeah. And I know people love Solo and I wanted to love it. I walked out of that movie next to Ken Knapsack who loves that movie. And I went, Ken. I know. I mean, yeah. I did. I it just didn't get me. But Ken and I had a very interesting conversation at the after party, which I won't get into. That's between he and I. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like – I might have buzzed you a couple times. <laughs> but, but, but again, like why don't we love that movie? I think it's because – the era of time works in two directions, and when you take Han Solo's era of time backwards, it doesn't. That doesn't feel like Han Solo. No, it doesn't feel like Han Solo. But it also, it, it's hard. It's really, really it's hard. It's a different guy. It's a different character. When you know the outcome of the character, you know the final resting place yeah. of that character. Then it it takes a little bit out of it, and it might be subconscious. Yeah. It might be just something where you know. Nope, he's going to get out of this. Kessel Run, even though this big, weird floating maw thing is going to eat it, no, no, he's going to get out of it. Yeah, but look, my, my ultimate point there was that probably one of the strongest comments in The Last Jedi, and I think a reason why some people do love the movie, is in that Yo. scene um, of the, you know, Ray and, and Kylo, again, one of those Ray and Kylo scenes, is. Ray confronts Kylo and says, why did you do it? Mm -hmm. Why did you kill Han you're, Solo? You're a monster. You're, you know, and, um, and basically Kylo's response to it was let the past die. Mm -hmm. That's where the let the past die line comes from is his, his rebuttal to him killing his father. Mm. Is like the past must die for us to succeed, right? Right. Now, I can see that as a high concept being pretty interesting. Okay, for Star Wars to live past a certain point, there needs to be this obliteration of the nostalgia. Like a lot of reason people hated the prequels when they first came out was because they couldn't let the past die and they couldn't embrace the prequels. Yeah, and they, it did, they didn't look like the Star Wars movies that we grew up with. They kept thinking of the past, right? Yeah. Now – a lot of reasons, maybe me included, why I can't get into the sequels is because I'm just now getting used to the prequels. You know? So now – It's a double-edged lightsaber yeah, so here. I'm, I'm missing the saber. I'm missing the force, the Big Mac, all that stuff that we talk about. Yeah. It's not so prevalent in the new one, so I'm missing that. I, I, so I get it that it's a strong point to don't let go of the past stuff. Um, but my point is that I got a little lost in it is that I do feel – like you can go a little too extreme. Mm -hmm. Like you can't completely obliterate history because the history is time travels. And this is a physical truth. Time doesn't just go in one direction. It yeah. goes in multiple directions. And the same problem that Luke Skywalker, that, that, that Mark Hamill had with his character, I share, you know? So yeah. when I see, Hamill talk about Colin's script and how much he loved it and how excited he was about his script. It bums me out that we didn't see it. I don't even understand why we lost him as a director. I think – and I remember John Schnepp, rest in peace, told me that he had made some other movie. Yeah, Book of Henry. 
Book of Henry didn't and, do it, well. and it bombed and they fired him because of that or something? Like No, I, I heard that might have been part of it. I heard just creative differences. They weren't on the same page, Kathleen Kennedy and Colin Trevorrow. It bums me out too. Colin came into studio oh, you know, around Book of Henry. He was still on the movie and he, he, he was a kid. He was a kid getting ready to direct a Star Wars movie. That to me bums me out. Yeah. That that bums me out no matter what – if you want to compare directors, J.J. to Colin, I'm not going to do that. It bums me out just as a person to see that and uh, you know, we'll never know. Maybe we will. Maybe it will come out later. Maybe this was before he knew what was happening with Ryan Johnson's. I think it's obvious. Yes, uh, I'm starting to really come around to this. Looking at Star Wars as a whole now here on January 29th as we tape that um, you know there's been some some things that have been going on behind the scenes that aren't good. Mm. You look at Lord Miller being ousted. I now I can very much say after saying for a third time that I wanted Lord Miller's version of Solo because I would have gotten something different. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking for in my Star Wars, which is part of the reason why I love The Last Jedi so much because it shocked the hell out of me and I needed that personally. You can take it as you will. I loved it for that reason and I think it's important for Star Wars to do that. But there is a balance that I do need and you go back to the nostalgia part of this. Too much nostalgia and I think it's like cotton candy at a fair. Mm. You're like, yeah, oh, stomach ache. But just the right amount and then pushing it forward a bit, listen to the characters. The characters will tell you wh- how much nostalgia you need and how much growth, how much organic growth. That character can speak to you. Yeah. And they have that foundation now with your rays and your fins and your pose and the other all, all the other characters that we're going to meet. But I do think nostalgia, too much nostalgia is it's, – it's not enough. It yeah. can't sustain a movie because then you get some Force Awakens detractors that said, eh, it's just a New Hope remake, which I disagree with. I think it is very – it was on purpose that he started it the way A New Hope started, droid with plans lost in a desert. That's the echo of Star Wars and then it jumped from there and we got Rey and we got Finn and we got Poe. We met Han and Chewie again. They're looking for Luke. We meet Maz. We, it was different enough for me that I loved it. But that's just me. You know yeah. what's great about Star Wars? Is you don't have to like it. Yeah. And then you can go and get ready for The Mandalorian or you can go watch rewatch Solo because I, I watched it with my, my Patreon supporters yeah, or, and they loved it. Or, A lot or, of them loved it. Or you can log on to Star Wars Galaxies and play one of the emus. And you can do that. Relive, relive old fantasies. But look, to put a button on it um, – and again, this whole episode has been Will Anakin Skywalker appear in Episode 9? Will Hayden Christensen reprise his role as Anakin Skywalker yeah. in Episode 9? I think that the odds, right, mm-hmm. if you were to send it to Vegas, and I'm sure we could probably find real odds on this in Vegas. Um, if you were to put the odds, I would guess that the odds are like negative – Two to three hundred. I think you can get three to one odds that he's not going to be in it. Okay. Because um, I think if if the sequels have done anything about Star Wars, it's completely taken what the fan base wants and and and, and deemed it irrelevant. It's almost like they know because like communication travels or, or information travels so fast nowadays mm-hmm. that the creators, just like how we know. 
how certain fans feel about this show or about me or about you or about, you know, whether Rise is is grading on them or not. Like, we, we listen to it, you know? And this is just a tiny little internet show. Yeah. Like, imagine if you're doing Star Wars. The people that are creating that show are not in a vacuum. They're very, very, very well aware that half the population is very vocal. At least there's a huge vocal minority that despises The Last Jedi, that yeah. has huge problems with it. Yeah. Um, they know that everybody is on this Mark Hamill bandwagon of like that's not my Luke. Like they they understand these things, um, and they've been very good about giving us almost the opposite of what everybody thinks is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And like I don't know if this is like a conscious choice or this is part of their big big storyline. So anyway, did you find odds for the? Uh, no, no, I couldn't find. You anything. couldn't find odds. Yeah, I. I would put it three to one that Anakin Skywalker will not sh- like will not show up. Okay. That it's like you know you have three times likelihood of success that he to bet that he won't show up, as to that he will show up. Um, one thing we could do if you're a listener of this show, um, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Will Anakin Hayden Christian show up um, yeah. in, in the movie? Comment down below. Let us know. And, like, handicap it. Do you think it's, like, a two-to-one chance? Yeah. Or even odds? Handicap it. Let us know. Give us, yeah, give us your best guess. But I'm saying it is. My finals, I say no, and I say it's, like, three-to-one odds that it's no. You're saying yes. I'm saying yes. God, I and wish I had your optimism. I'm saying, you know why? Because J.J. wanted to possibly do it in Force Awakens. He's back for nine. And makes a lot of sense yeah. for the character of Kylo Ren to get a visit from his grandpa. I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. But it just makes sense for me and I think I would bigger, bigger bigger than anything. I think by having Hayden Christensen would that be it would. It would be our first return prequel yeah. actor. So have we've gotten you, all have, the have you noticed like in the like in the last two sequels the last scene uh or the last it's not the exact last scene but it's always actually the scene before the epilogue in both movies has been a throwback to uh, New Hope and Return of the Jedi, which is like the you know like the music is going on and that you basically get the whole cast right together posing like in a cast picture right 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 we got it in Force Awakens and we got it in in, in Last Jedi yeah. Um, I think it, obviously we got it in a major way in A New Hope, you know, because in A New Hope it's like the fanfare and all that stuff was perfect. In Return of the Jedi, you get the one with the, you know, with Anakin and Yoda and Obi Wan and all that stuff. Do you think at the end of Episode Nine, to go back to John Boyega's thing, you get Anakin and blah 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 and blah 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 and Kylo and maybe Kylo Force Ghost and? I would say that's a good get, spot for it. You get another one, yeah. Damn, that maybe. would be a bummer because that's like. Maybe that's just a, that's just a coda at the end. It's yeah. Not... I don't know. I, I I'm I'm saying more of Hayden Christensen becoming a like, like as a catalyst a, as a force ghost that has a message a message for Kylo. Yeah. yeah. And maybe it is if this is true and he walks into Vader's castle, wouldn't that be the time? Yeah. That force ghost Anakin shows himself. It makes sense to me. Yeah. What do you think out there? That's what we want to know. Will Hayden Christensen return as Anakin Skywalker in Episode Nine? Give us those odds. Drop in those comments. Hit us up on Twitter at Riley Round at Mark Fernandez. That'll do it. Yeah, that's episode. It's a little sad, but it is what it is. 
that, I love that conversation, though. Yeah, it was good. It, because it, you know, I found myself getting verklempt yeah. over the idea yeah. that we started off with Josh's birthday, Josh's birthday, some celebration, some questions. How do they celebrate birthdays in Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what, where that voice came from, <laughs> right. but that was a good one. And then going into the meat of it, yeah, Kylo Ren, that redemption. The reason we keep stumbling onto that conversation is because the most fascinating, I think, in the new trilogy. Yeah, that is what I think everybody's circling the calendar. Uh, for later this year, less than a year, episode nine is coming. How about some odds? When are we getting the trailer? Celebration is celebration. Even money. Celebration, me. yeah, yeah. Which is I, April. It's April. Yeah. I think. I think we'll get a title before that. We'll get some hype going off yeah. of that title. And for some of our Chicago listeners, uh, our Chicago community, yeah. as it were, uh, Rule of Two will be there. Um, we don't have details yet. Yeah, is it official? It's yeah. it's like ninety percent official that yeah. they've given us a panel. Yeah, I believe it's on a Friday or something like that. Like I'm saying stuff that I shouldn't be saying. But hey, you're the boss. Say it, man. Yeah, but look, we will be there, um, giving a panel. Hopefully, yeah. we'll have a good turnout. Let us know if you're if you're part of our Chicago community and you want to be a part of it. You want to go there, ask questions, talk Star Wars. Yeah, we get, love you it. Know, yeah, get um, get in the meat of things. Um, but yeah, man, another episode and we stuck to the rule of two for the most of it. For the most part, we stuck to yeah. rule of two. That'll do it for episode 24. Please, uh, would you like share this episode if you're on yeah. the YouTube channel of Collider Videos, if you're on iTunes or Spotify where you find us on the podcast one feed, Jedi Council, give us a little rating, maybe a four if you really like the show, up at the five. And yeah. you'll see us every Tuesday. We are dropping towards the evening is when you'll find Rula 2, and we'll be back next week for an all-new episode. Just the two of us. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Unless Sam Whitwer comes on. Unless Sam Whitwer comes on to talk <laughs> about that awesome time I had with him doing that Star Wars oh, VR. Oh, we didn't even talk you about that. I missed I, that, yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, you would have loved it. Yeah. It was fantastic. And he was a voice in that yeah, yeah, yeah. Secrets of the Empire. And I kept looking next to me where Sam Whitwer was, and I went, you? And he just went like this because he didn't want to fool us because there's – a lot of Sam Whitworths running around in that that, that little excursion there. That's so cool. it was a lot of fun, and that was a lot of fun doing episode 24 of Rule of Two. Thanks again for everybody out there. Send us tweets at Riley Round, at Mark Fernandez, and we'll be back next week with an all-new episode. See you then. Rise. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys? Let's go! I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds! Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba! The Medicare annual election period deadline is coming soon. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who found the key to the right coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online. I took my time and found the best Medicare Advantage plan for me at MyHealthPolicy.com. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com. And finally, Michael. I prefer face-to-face, so I chose MyHealthPolicy.com and enrolled on the spot. 
Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. MyHealthPolicy.com. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call.